Evil Squid Comics podcast, episode 22, season 4. 22? 22, season 4. Wow. I got that number wrong. I pre, the pre We're on a good Comic-Con right? I mean, 26 show. would be a year's worth, right? Yeah. So we're doing pretty good this, this year. This weekend, November 4th and 5th and 6th. What are you talking November about? Air Capital Comic Con is this weekend in Wichita, this Kansas. November 5th and 6th. So that's a Veterans Weekend, right? No, Veterans Day weekend? Most <laughs> Apparently <laughs> celebrated in Wichita, yes. <laughs> Most of the Evil Squid Comics crew will be at the Kirshen's Collectibles booth. <laughs> yes. That's right. Most. 66% of us. That's right. So, anyway, I'm Drew. I'm Don. I'm Scott. And we get together every two weeks and we talk about comic books, TV shows, and movies. Nice. But only good ones. Man, what? Uh, only good comics, I hope. I mean, I watch a bunch of crap. Oh, okay, so, never mind. Anyway, bad stuff, too. Generally. Yeah. But cool. I, ju- I try not to talk too much about the bad stuff, though. Oh, that's interesting. Don't talk about it. If you've got nothing good to say, don't say anything at all. There you go. You guys watching Andor at all? I haven't started it yet. I you watched the not. first two episodes. I've been busy. Scott. You needed to watch the first three. But that's yeah, I know. I couldn't get all two. three in. Yeah, yeah. I've okay. been kind of busy. I haven't... I think I watched stuff, but I don't remember what I watched. Yeah, I believe it's that. not Andor. <laughs> so what did you think of the first two episodes? I mean, it's... I had some prob- thoughts. Probably a little on the slow side at this point. And... It's not that it's slow. I was a little confused. I didn't think they did a good job of explaining any kind of background. Like, what this planet is, who these other people are. I guess they are on different planets, but I don't know why they're on different planets. How close are these planets? Mm-hmm. Why are they connect? Why are these planets connected? I didn't think that was really explained very well. But I also don't pay attention very well, so it could be me. Um, then, what I th- as I'm watching it, I'm thinking... And there's a lot of flashbacks happening in the first uh, couple of Yeah, they of keep flashing too. back to his, like, where he came from. Like yeah, his, exactly. Like his native people, yeah. too, which I don't, that, I, I don't really care for that, things. but it's all right. Um, but, I mean, I got the gist of it. He's looking for his sister, him and his sister from this planet, uh, you know, whatever... Um, he went to this planet, he got in a tussle, killed a couple guards, and now they're chase, trying to chase him down. Trying to chase him back. Even though the guy's boss told him, don't worry about it, but yeah. dude's like bringing up like a whole squadron to go chase this guy down, which yeah. makes no sense, but I get it. Um, here's my take, and I think it's why, I think I figured out why I don't like Rogue One as much as everybody else. Okay. So... I think Rogue One is a very good movie, and I think this show is very good. But neither of them really feel like Star Wars to me. Because I think, for me, Star Wars is like lightsabers and Jedis. It's a little more fun, a little less serious. So I think this is a good show. Like, it's well done and well written and well everything. But with the exception of The Mandalorian, most of the stuff that's outside of your normal Star Wars doesn't necessarily hit for me. And I think it's because... Why is it Star Wars other than it's... I don't know if Star because Wars needs all these different... I don't know if, you, if Star Wars if needs, needs these different kind of stories. sci-fi, Correct. you like more the fantasy sci-fi that is traditional Star, Star Wars. Wars. That's what Star Wars... If you're going to do a gritty you. sci-fi, there's part of me that's like, well, then why is it Star Wars? Then go play in the Firefly universe. Go make a Blade Runner movie so. or something. You know, that's kind of my take. But then again, it's like... When you talk about like Marvel movies, I'm okay with different genres. So it's maybe just me. And I'm not saying I'm necessarily decided like Star Wars should only be Star Wars and no other story should be told. But I think it's 
it's more of a challenge to me personally when they but tell you stories. Mandalorian, right? I do. That's why that one's kind of the exception. But then it also got into the forest, and you got Baby Yoda, and it brought some of that Jedi that stuff in there eventually. And yeah. so maybe that helped Was it enough to to satisfy. Yeah, as well as the overall just aliens that maybe had a nostalgia factor and things like that Could that they brought be. into it possible. And maybe it's just Favreau is that good, and he drew me in. And maybe these other shows aren't as well done. I mean. But like I said, I think it's well done. It's in, entertaining so far. I don't have any problems with it. It hasn't blown me away yet, but... What I tell everyone is you got to at least... Get to the first three? I feel... Well, the first three at least fill an arc. Yeah. Kind of type thing. Correct. And so if you really... I feel like if you... Especially if you invest in the first two, you got to make the third one just to see that. But what's even more is the second arc... I think is just really, really good. Okay. Uh, but I also am a little biased because it's a bit more of a, a heist type of scenario mm. where I tend to like those type of yeah. genre of, of things, of stories. Yeah. And uh, it, it, I felt it was really good. And talking to one of my friends at work, he said that he just finished the sixth one yesterday. <laughs> and he said, yeah, you're right, Scott. It, it was really good. Oh, okay. So and he and he right now he's saying I that he really actually finds himself liking Andor after these first six episodes than he did of Obi Wan. Yeah. So, but well, I was but, super impressed with Obi Wan. But you, but yeah, and he's more on that other side where he felt that Obi Wan was a bit more on the Star Wars disbelief side of things. Yeah. And where this is kind of pulling it in to be a little more, more grounded and gritty. And he's, yeah. he said that he's he's kind of uh, appreciating that. Yeah. But, you know, to your point, it is very... I mean, it's a lot like Rogue One in that respect. Yeah. And it's not surprisingly so. I mean, it's the no, same No, it's exactly the same director, so, same yeah. kind of thing. So, yeah. But yeah, so I'm, I'm enjoying it, and I'll keep watching it, and I'll see where it goes. Um, but that was the thought that kind of struck me as I was watching it, and I don't know if that's that just be. me. Maybe I want my Star Wars to be Star Wars. Well, you know what's funny is, is that my son... He actually fl- goes the other way. Well, yeah, because he doesn't really dig Star Wars as that, much. Right? I think that's the case. He doesn't so like Star different. Wars. Yeah. And he, in particular, I don't think he likes those fantasy aspects mixed in. And so Rogue One is what he would consider one of the better films. In I think the that's Star why a lot universe. of people said that. Because as people got older, they kind of pulled away from a lot of that fantasy and it could be, stuff. And so they're like, I like Rogue for, One. But for him, in general, he just yeah. was not much of a Jedi fan. So he liked Rogue One because he's like, yeah, finally they made a Star Wars movie. It's more towards, you know, my, my, well, not even more realistic, but to my enjoyment. Yeah. Yeah, More to your taste. To his taste. Yeah. Yeah. But Star Wars will always be like Luke Skywalker or Jedi's lightsabers. That's that's going to be my Star Wars forever, probably. Well, I'm kind of anxious to watch tonight's episode. It's the last one, right? Uh, No, it's episode, there's 12 episodes, actually. And from what I've understood, they've signed them up for two seasons worth and that's it. So they basically told him, I think he came to an agreement with Disney to say, we'll make 24 episodes, two seasons worth, and that's my story. Gotcha. So, um, so yeah, it's 12 episodes each, but he's doing them in these little three-part acts or whatever. Yeah. And so this, tonight will be episode, is episode nine, which should hopefully tie up this act, and then there's one more to, to or three more episodes to go honestly i don't know why kathleen kennedy is letting anybody other than anybody other than filoni and favreau make star wars stuff at this point i don't understand so did you watch uh, tales of the jedi because no, i haven't even got through andor yet so tales of the jedi you can watch it in one sitting because it's filoni right it, it's uh what yeah filoni so tales of the jedi is more animation um mm. it's basically uh six 20 minute episodes 
It's they're not even quite 20 minutes. They're probably more on the 15 minute scale, but there's six of them and they're taking, talking about just Jedi type stuff, but they're all, it's all animated, you know, kind of that traditional computer animation type of uh, look, you know, I guess. I say traditional computer animation anymore. That's bad. But anyway, it's traditional computer yeah, animation. exactly right. So an older computer animated look, I guess, you know, but um, it, it's some, it's like three episodes involving Ahsoka kind of um, before uh, kind of her built uh, growing up as a Jedi a little bit. And then there's three episodes with Count Dooku and his kind of turn to the dark, dark side. Um, and so it, it's it's very well done because it is like you said Filoni who's involved and so it's it's got a bit more of that fantasy Star Wars flavor mm -hmm. and it is you know a lot about the Jedi's you know, <clears throat> as gotcha. well you know and things and, and they're very short like I say I mean I watched all six of them in one setting you know it's about an hour and a half you know so so not too bad cool so yeah. anyway that's my very long winded take on Andor. That's okay. I already booed bombed my past that. But thank you. Sorry to interrupt. I, I appreciate you. So and that was I cousin. hope I'm not sounding negative on the show cuz I like it. Okay. No, no, no. I I didn't think you were negative on it. It just I, made me like self-evaluate as I'm watching it. It's like that you don't think it's one of the stronger ones but you appreciate it for what it is. Uh, I don't know if I didn't say that. Like it may even be well better well made than like Obi-Wan. And hmm. I, I would guess it probably definitely is better, well done, than Obi Wan. But well, I'm just saying it doesn't feel as Star Warsy. I would agree with that. I don't which know. Is not I, necessarily I, a failing. It's just what I don't know. Maybe that's what I want from Star Wars. Right now, I really like it. Um, I feel like as the episodes go on, they're bringing in a bit more of the the Empire, you know, aspects of things. Yeah. But it still, to your point, it still doesn't really have. The fantasy Star Wars feel. It is more of a political, yeah. um, what would you say, even um, secret agent type of yeah. almost thriller type thing Correct. going on. And you know, it feels like because it really one. doesn't. Well, you're right. But and if you think about Rogue One in a lot of ways, you know, it didn't have Jedi. It didn't have a lot of aliens mm -hmm. either. You know, and things of that nature. It had some droids. You know, to yeah. kind of maybe get, get some of that feel. You know, and you get some of the Imperial type stuff. But that, and really, this is falling just right into that same thing. Yeah. You're not seeing a bunch of aliens. It's like a lot of humans talking crap, you know, about politics and whatever the heck else and what we should be doing. And um, and it has a particular, pretty particular, it's, it's a slower pace in general. But it also doesn't, like, spoon feed you every little thing. It's almost more of, like, character studies yeah. on a lot of these characters and things than really telling you what the hell is going on. Yeah. In some cases, you've got to kind of try to fill in your yeah. the blanks for yourself so i agree it's more subtle tales of the jedi though it's worth a watch too um what else was on there have you guys watched the peripheral at all the what the peripheral is that star wars it is not star wars okay. it is on amazon prime it I is it. it is a kind of, it's a sci-fi show on amazon prime that has a hit girl uh, what is her name? Chloe something or other. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in which she is going into a virtual reality world that turns out that she's... It, it's from uh, somebody that was involved with the Westworld series or something, either um, director or screenwriter or something. But it's got kind of got that feel. She goes into a virtual reality, and that virtual reality is almost operating like an avatar, per se. But this 
robot type of thing, but this robot is actually 70 years in the future that she's operating. And uh, it's kind of the, the chaos that uh, ensues from there. Hmm. But it, it's got an interesting concept, and, you know, it's taking place in, like, a, I don't know, future for us, and then there's even more future from that, you know, type things that, it, that it's hitting on. But uh, I'm there's three episodes released so far. I've watched the first two, but it's definitely pulled me in a bit. I think it's got some potential there. So, cool. I'm about halfway through the first season of Castle Rock. Oh, I like that. It's a good show. It is pretty good. You should probably watch that. Have yeah. you watched that? I think I watched like five minutes. And you know, the episode. interesting thing is that both seasons of Castle Rock are pretty good. That's what I hear. Yeah. I, uh, I liked okay. them both actually. That one's picking up. It was a little slow to start. Yeah, and it still has that bit of that problem in which I think it's got almost more. It almost Did you has say Braggle Rock. No, yeah. Castle Rock. Uh, it, it almost has that, some of that lost feel where it keeps giving you these cool questions and whatever the heck else. Never gives you and then doesn't really give you satisfactory oh, so it's like lost. answers. That's what so, he just said. I believe that. It's, it's and it's got some of the one of the guy from Lost in the wheelchair. He's in the beginning of it. So nice. Yeah. Um, what else have I been watching? <clears throat> Not a whole lot. You didn't Rings of Power? Did we already talk about that we one? Did. Oh, I did finish She-Hulk. Oh, She-Hulk, yes. I enjoyed the ending of She-Hulk. Yeah, Everybody I else did. said it wasn't good, but I really liked it. Yeah, I thought it I thought right. the whole... I think a lot of people maybe didn't get all the jokes if they don't read a lot of comics. Like the whole Kevin thing. Uh-huh. Like K-E-V-I-N. That's kind of play on MODOK, I thought, was a little Was bit. it? Okay, okay. I just like figured that. it was all just a thing to Kevin Feige. Feige but... It was, but it was like a mix between MODOK and... Uh, Kevin Feige. Okay. I thought that was pretty funny. Okay. But, um, I still um, love the episodes with Abomination, though, in general. I mean, and yeah, the those were good. Him too, yeah. So it, it's good. It I mean, every time that, that he was in it, it was just fun. Did you not finish Better Call Saul? You, haven't pulled, you didn't pull the trigger on the last season? No, because it's not on Netflix yet. I thought you were going to buy it. <laughs> I never said I was going to buy so it. There's so much stuff I want to talk about. I felt like you had him convinced of that, though. What the hell I happened? Know. Well, there's so much else to watch. I don't know why I'm going to rush to finish it, because, I mean... Because you need to finish it right after, so it's fresh. Not necessarily. I, I did. I did start watching something. Oh. Have you either of you guys watched Welcome to Flatch? No, but I keep seeing it on my machine. I think you and Christy would like it. Welcome you probably not so much. Is it a comedy? Yes, but it's what's it on? Where it's is... on Fox, oh, but okay. I'm watching the first season on Hulu. I don't the like first season's things. on Hulu, but it's it's basically like Parks and Rec and The Office. It's dude, I love Parks and Rec. I oh. like worship that show. Oh, come on. Okay, well maybe you would like. Do it. Do you too. like community? I actually own a T-shirt that says Mouse Rat. Oh. I mean, come on. So. The premise of the show I never is, actually ended up watching that one. Can the premise of the show is, like um, it. it says at the beginning that uh, it studies have shown that most Americans yearn or want to live in a rural or a oh, small yeah. community. <laughs> and so Fox has sent a camera crew to this town, Flatch. Yeah. And I think it's in like Ohio or something. Sure. It's got like 1,500 people in it. So it's just all a small town. And uh, Sean William Scott... Uh, Stifler. Stifler. He plays the town preacher. Um, so he's like the preacher of the town. Dude. And there's like, I don't know that you even had to sell me on this anymore. Like I'm like two, ready to watch. So there's like two kids. I 
they're like out of high school, but not adults. They're probably like 19, 20 ish. And the show kind of revolves around them and just the stupid stuff that they do. And then you have your cast of crazy characters in the town. And I mean, it's basically The Office. You may have to text me and, that number that everything. And commute or Fletch. Because I'm going to forget yeah. it later. It's basically those what two was that shows. What show that he told but And the you first, said it's on Hulu? It, the first season's on Hulu. It's oh. airing. The second season is airing right now. And it airs on Fox. But it's probably on Hulu also. But I'm still working through the first season. And you said, well... Welcome to Flash. F-L-A-T-C-H. I've seen that pop up on my Hulu, I believe. T-C-H. Like Fletch, but Flatch. Yes, like Fletch, but Flatch. (laughs) I think you guys will really like it. Sounds like... We've been watching a couple shows on Apple TV, which neither of you guys have Apple Mm -hmm. TV. Is that true? Not anymore. No. I let it expire. Is that the... Is that the... Whatever the musical that... uh, Will Ferrell and um, Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds. There's some musical that they're doing or a, a music show. I think it's on Apple. Oh, I saw a, uh, there was a thing on YouTube and it was basically, I guess people were saying that they were lip syncing oh. through this musical or whatever. And so they did this funny little, I'll ruin it for you, but they did this funny little like 45 second thing that they, they drop. <laughs> they come on and it's like obviously not Will Ferrell's voice. And he's like, people have been saying that we didn't do the singing in this show and that it's us lip syncing. <laughs> and then they go over to uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds and it's the same voice. And he's like, yeah, I don't know where they're getting this idea. And he goes, wait a minute, hold on, stop. And he, go, he picks up a walkie talkie. He's like, hey, this isn't working. And they flash into the booth and it's the the Milli Vanilli dude. Oh, nice. <laughs> he's, it's his voice and he's doing the dubbing or whatever. It's It's... It's funny. Nice. It would if you don't know the gag. It's funny, but uh, but yeah. Well, and I thought I saw something. I can't remember what it's called, but uh, I think I thought saw something that said it was going to be on Apple TV. It's cool. like a holiday special or something. something. Are you speaking? Which, of which did you see the trailer for the for holiday? The Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. I have. Did you see it? That looks pretty good. <laughs> it does look good. I know. I'm sure it'll be really short <laughs> or whatever else. But I wasn't even expecting it up until the uh, up until. and um, Mantis are going to get a Christmas gift for uh, Star Wars. Yeah, um, Star Wars. Because he, yeah. um, he's sad. Because he's sad Gamora's. and homesick a little bit or something because Gamora's gone. But what what the that Christmas present that they decide to get is pretty funny. So <laughs> don't spoil it. Yeah. Well, the trailer will spoil it. The trailer trailer but, spoils yes. it, but I didn't catch on even up to the point where it happened, which after it did, I was like, "Oh my god, I should have saw that coming a <laughs> mile away." Yeah. Um, so. But yeah, I when does that drop? November 25th. I, think. I was thinking it's around Thanksgiving. It's around I wasn't Thanksgiving. Sure I don't know if it's an hour or. So I'm assuming it's, it's probably, probably just a little hour, hour thing. Yeah, kind of like that. Uh, what was it? Uh, werewolf one. Werewolf by Night. Oh, yeah, I Did you know any of you guys that. like that? I haven't watched, watched it. Okay. I'd really like to get your guys' opinion. I know. After hey, dude. But it, you may totally dislike it. But that's after, just that type of thing. After this thing happens, I'm gonna have some time. Yeah, because you and Barbara ought to watch that one. In fact. Yeah, she might like it. She might. She, might she would like Castle Rock. Would she? I'll try to get her to it's watch like it. It's like horror. Mm-hmm. She won't watch that Welcome to Flash. She watched. She didn't even watch a commercial, and she's like, that looks stupid. So I've been uh, watching it by myself. Wow. That's very sad for you. I know. But it's pretty funny. Cool. It's got its moments. Cool. All right. There you go. Um, 
House of Dragon. Everybody finished that? No, we haven't started, even started it. it. What? I haven't even started. I did watch like fifteen minutes of the Lord, the Power Rings. Did Lord you fall asleep? Rings. though? Power. Uh, no, I didn't fall asleep. I just uh, ran out of time. It honestly finally picks up around, what is it, episode six? Like six or seven. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking it was episode six. I think it was six. There's a guy at work. It really feels like it drags until then. There is a guy at work that is just all about it. Like Like he likes it? From episode one, yes. He's just like, this is the most beautiful, it's so awesome, I can't believe people are talking. It's like, and he just keeps going on and on and on and on about it. He said something like, how much money? It costs like a billion. An insane amount of money for like each episode, like thirty oh, million dollars an uh, episode or something. Crazy, but they spent like a billion just to get the rights, and then they immediately said that they, with the money that they spent, they are definitely doing eight seasons worth. So they signed up for eight seasons already off the bat, and have already started trying to commit money for that. And they already so. fired the people who were running the show and got new. Did they do that? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. They're already making a change because the first season was such a train wreck. I don't know if it was a train wreck. It just was slow. Which is a train wreck when you're trying to get And I've actually heard a lot of people like it, so I'm kind of surprised about that. But I think people like it, but it's still slow. I mean, I can like something and still say it's not perfect. It could be better. Mm, I guess that's true, but I don't know if I'd really freaking can, I guess... You have high expectations. When you're you committing like a billion dollars yeah, and it's exactly. not a home run, yeah. you lose your job if it doesn't like... <laughs> Probably is. Probably expectations is. are high when you commit a billion dollars, so even if you're so. Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably so. So, uh, so how did House it go? Dragon. House of Dragon is worthwhile. I I've like heard it. that that is actually kind of a home run. Like, it's actually really, really good. I and feel like it, but I am also a fan of Game of Thrones. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, obviously so. that's who the audience is. So, yes. <laughs> So, uh, so here's a billion dollars. Um, how'd it go? Eh, you know, it's all right. <laughs> but no, I've heard like it's okay. Of Rings of Power and House of Dragon. House of Dragon is like seems like it's doing what everybody wants it to do, and everybody's very. I would happy agree with, with it. that. I Whereas mean, Rings I, power, I enjoy House like... of Dragon. I mean, that is one that I go out of my way, you know, on Sunday nights to. Watch. Yeah, I think it's like I think so, it's caught people's yeah, attention. People are excited and they want to yeah. watch it. Whereas Rings of Power, people are like. Well, it's Lord of the Rings, so I'm going to power through and watch right. it. But I'm, I mean, it's good, but it's not great. But it's I one of those ones it. in which I make sure that I'm like do, playing on my iPad, uh, you know, marking prices for Comic Con, <laughs> whatever else while it's on. And, you know, occasionally out of every once out of every one minute out of 15, it's like, ooh, I better watch this, you know, type things. Lord you know, Rings of Power? The yeah, Rings, Rings of Power. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely Rings of Power was that way. Now, House of Dragon, on the other hand, that's where it's like, oh, I'm put everything oh, down. Crap. I better watch this, you know, type Correct. Yeah, that's, no. that's what I've heard is that that show is well, excellent. Naked mm. ladies, right? So. Actually, not, not as really much. Not really that much mm. in this one. I mean, you know, they got to have these, you know, it's what, got, intimacy coaches on set. I yeah. Mean, well, they've got the, <laughs> they do have the sex scenes, you know, and stuff of that nature. But, um, no, it's, it's no. more about the political intrigue and who's backstabbing who. So Actually, I don't think. I was going to, I'm going to bring us back down to, to reality. A billion dollars really isn't that much anymore because the Powerball right now is at like $1.2 billion. So if I bought a Powerball ticket and I won, I could I would retire. I could buy the rights to Lord of the Rings and make Rings of Power. Sure. So, I mean, you know, it's really not a lot of money because I could have just won the Powerball. I could do it. Absolutely. There you go. The common you man. You could do it. I could do it. 
Just, you also what? have better odds of being hit by, by an asteroid. But it's hey, only okay. two. It's two. It's one in two hundred fifty-eight million. Which, okay, it's one, actually one, good odds. Can you I, just buy all two or three? Right, that's what I'm thinking. Like, why would I've like, said that before? If you won, but how? Yeah, how if, possible? If is I that? won, yeah, it's like it getting grains of sand. Yeah. If I Here won you the Powerball, I got two hundred some million grains of sand. I win the Powerball. Could you imagine if you bought $258 million worth of Powerball tickets and then you were at Quick Trip just feeding them into that machine? Well, here's the problem with that is that if that happened, you would have multiple winners more likely and you're going to have to split the money. Maybe the multiple well, winners no, would be you. Well, no, you wanted to do one of every combination. Yeah, no, so but, someone, but if other people bought tickets, they might have oh, gotten the same combination. True. That is true. I see what you're saying. And so, so that $1.2 billion becomes... Half a billion. That's right. After so taxes, you, you've lost money. You screwed up your investment. Yes. Hey, but you had fun. And but there could that, be more than two winners. Have, be any, four have or any five. of you guys watched that one with because, Brian Cranston? Yeah, I watched it. Did, did you like it? Yeah, it's pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah. So what was their secret behind their Same success? kind of thing. Well, they basically statistically they bought as many numbers as they could. They sat there at the machine all day, picking different combinations of numbers. But it was a the game was flawed from the beginning. I mean, it was a much smaller uh, pool, I pool guess you could say. Pool of odds. That Correct. Yeah, yeah. So, so. That's based on a true story. Right? It is based it on is. a true story. Yeah. So they so, were just yeah. playing their odds and going, okay, we can Correct. We can They're like, if I, buy, if I buy 20% of the available numbers, I mean, some are going to hit some amount. Like, you know, right. there's not, you don't have to hit the jackpot. That's but right. Every time I hit the jackpot, then I make even more money. And That's so, right. But they, I, if I can hit enough, you know, it's a correct, six yeah. numbers, if I can hit five numbers and I get these odds and they're getting paying out this, yeah. that. I'm not claiming I completely to. understood the math, but that was the gist of what okay. they explained. So you guys are both financial geniuses and wizards. Mm. So if, if <laughs> no you, way. let's say just. You know, let's have this conversation. If you did win the Powerball, the big okay. yes. prize, big regardless prize. regardless of how much it is, sure, is it better to take the annuity or is it better to take the cash? The lump I, think, option, I think everybody the says the lump sum is better. See, I was watching the news today, and a guy on there was saying that he had done a news story, and the, all the experts said take the annuity. Uh, well, the problem with the annuity is. What if you don't live that long right. and if something happens? The other problem, well, if you take the lump sum... You don't, if get, you're, it, you don't get it all. Well, you don't get it what all. What I'm you saying, you can take that money and you can tax, easily you can make 10 it. to right. 20% so. a year if you invest it properly, right. probably, with that kind of money. And so you're probably money ahead having it, you know. It depends on what you do with it. So that's Correct. why a lot of them, the experts would say take the annuity because they're going to expect your average Joe that to go gets blow it, it. Is, well, is going to go invest. spend a billion right. dollars. They're, they're going to take that annuity. Buy a boat and a house and a car. Bingo. They, they're going to buy the biggest house they can find and they're going to go buy houses for all their friends and whatever so else it's, and buy a freaking big bowl of Coke and whatever else. So it's that's basically right. putting them on so it's smart them on years. Yeah. And so it, it's forcing you on for a number of years to only spend so much. But if you're control. smart enough to handle it, it would probably be better to take the lump sum. Because if you plan on taking the lump sum and, you know, investing and actually just spending what you need to to live or be a little bit more comfortable, it's probably the better bet because you can end up making more that way if you go that route. Yeah. But to your point, you, you're still have to be disciplined and probably have to be even a little lucky and and whatever else and have the right right people that you're talking to so so i don't know at the end of the day there's reasons why they do that because either way is about ends up being about damn either way you're gonna be pretty well off what's 1.2 billion dollars divided by 30 
30? Is it 30 year annuity? It's 29. I think it's actually 29, but let's just run 30. I don't know, it's probably like 60 million a year. Damn. Well, no, it's a little less than that. Probably 20 million a year. Because isn't 20 times 30? But then you'll still have all the damn tax crap or whatever else. Yeah, you still pay taxes. Well, yeah, you have to pay taxes, duh. Yeah. I don't know. It's you'd be fine either way. Oh uh, yeah, right. <laughs> it's not gonna hurt either. Oh my God! I won a one point two billion dollar lottery, and after taxes, and I took the lump sum. I only walked away with four hundred million. But if you don't take the lump what sum, what a rip off! If you don't take the lump sum, you probably won't be able to be around buy the rights to Lord of the Rings. Forty million. Yeah, sounds right. I spent two dollars on a ticket, and I'm walking away with four hundred million. Oh my god. I got raped because it was 1.2. Yeah. But you know, even at that, 40 million a year, if I took that, you could still invest probably pretty handily in that, especially as you're going per year. You could blow 20 million and invest yeah, 20 yeah. and you'd still be good. You could take 5 million to blow so, and invest the rest and you'd be fine. Go to Vegas, put 5 million on I know. double zero. I'll just keep doing that. <laughs> I wouldn't even need that much. I'm a cheap cheap date there you know give me a yeah i don't know i mean there's not i don't maybe you develop expensive taste but i don't i don't know what i would you live within your means I, well I, i'm just saying i don't know if i had five million dollars i don't know what i would necessarily comic on. book art i don't know once you can buy all the comic book art you want is it that appealing at that point then you have it and it's an investment you'd be signing up for a rob leetfield uh what you not? know personally signed you know yeah. deadpool Complete with feet. I'd bring... I'd do a comic book convention in Wichita, and I'd bring, like, Frank Miller and yeah, Dan Lee. I would do that. That'd be fun. Todd McFarlane and Rob Liddell. <laughs> I would make a really cool Mark comic Sylvester. book convention. <laughs> Absolutely. It's the image crew. Actually, we were actually... We I were, would do that. We were talking about it briefly today, me and Barbara, and we are like, we just build us an event center that we like, <laughs> and then we could rent it out all through the year, and then we could have our con there. We could do like a haunted house. We could yep. do like a paint, like the wine and paint thing. Like yeah. we could do all kinds of stuff. That's true. I was like, why stop at one building? Why don't we build one for an event center? One for that's what Hartman did. The wine, his own arena. The wine and the painting, and then do one for the haunted house. It's like, you know, board game convention. Woohoo! Yes. There's already several. Do you? Why do you guys not go to the board game conventions here? There are. Board game conventions? Yeah, they just had one like a couple weeks ago. Was it the Tsunami Con? Tsunami? I didn't hear about that this year. Did they do that? They did. What's the other one? Well, Flying Monkey Con? Oh, that's that's Warhammer. Oh, that's only Warhammer only? Yeah, it's just Warhammer. But yeah, Tsunami Con happened. uh, Have you been to one of those? I have not. Okay. But I'm not a board game guy. Well, here's Well, it's like 40, 50 bucks to do the weekend pass or whatever. And what can I do there that I can't do in my home? Play with people that you don't play with at your house. Oh, there you go. That's the problem right there. Why do I want to play with people I don't play with in my house? Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. You're not social. Never mind. Well, I mean, I can be social, but... Yeah, but when you're doing the but board gaming you, and thing, you're not it's the more guy. than just playing with other people a lot of times. It's trying to expose yourself to games that you don't Yeah, have that's what I'm interested in. And so uh, th- that becomes a little bit difficult, especially in our realm of the world because of the fact that drew and i own so many damn games but besides that it is kind of it's kind of like 
it's kind of like me kind of trying to find the right group to play to not going to a comic book convention in town to a point to a point I'm just saying it's not the same thing I, guess, I get it I understand what you're saying well I did go to that one in Dallas a couple times or maybe once yeah BGG BGG yeah, and that yeah, was I cool I never went to that one I should it was cool but I mean at the same time it's like oh here's this cool game that I've heard about that I'd like to try I don't know how to play it I don't have anybody to play it with so I take it to a table and hope hey does anybody know how to play this game it's just a room full of strangers you know right and I might find some people that were like, no, I don't know how to play. We'll figure it out. And then we're all like, I mean, Reading just wasn't... books for an hour yeah, and a half. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't sound that fun. I do like the one uh, that uh, Bart and his wife used to put yeah. on, or that kind of started with the board yeah, game group. The Tornado Alley. Tornado Alley. Yeah. I enjoyed that because was it was mostly... Though. Yeah, it was. Oh, I it thought was... they had meetups like every month. Well, they, well, they did. did, but then they, they did a convention they would do day. A, uh, they do a convention day once I a year. I tried to get you to come to it a bunch of times, but you never came. Huh. But it kind of died like out. It kind of fizzled out, and then the pandemic really just kind of effed it up. Yeah, and, they had it last uh, year. They did have it last exactly year. I, I don't went. think I went. Yeah, yeah, you didn't go. Well, it's fun with your kids, but yeah, your kids, kids aren't that interested. Yeah, my anymore, kids aren't even interested. So, what about a Lego convention? <laughs> wow, I'd go just to see the cool stuff, probably. Uh, oh well, we have been watching. So, excuse me. So you guys know of Lego Masters, right? The TV show, like you know that it exists. Mm-hmm. You've never heard of Lego Masters? It sounds vaguely familiar. Okay. It's got that one guy. It's got the... Joel yeah, McHale? The guy, no, no, the guy that does the voice of Batman in the Lego movies. Oh, uh, okay. What the hell is his Chris name? Chris Pratt? No. No. I can't think of his name. Yeah. I can picture him. But anyway, they have a new show called Domino Masters, where they have to do domino setups. And they get like so many hours, and then they knock them down. Wow, we've been more on to watch anything. And you know the guy, you know who hosts that? It's the I guy don't because I've uh, never seen it done. What was the uh, show with um, Ed O'Neill and the Vergara yeah. family? Modern uh, family. Modern family. The br- the Will Arnett. Yeah, Will Arnett. Yeah. The guy that was the husband of the redheaded son. Oh, okay. He, that guy. Yeah, he hosts. Just say the fat guy. Don't want the fat guy I don't want to say that. I'll get canceled. For you saying got... fat guy? Yeah, you can't say that anymore, dude. Uh, he was a gay fat guy at that. Right. And it was a straight I guy. I point out that he was gay. gay. <laughs> so, I mean, that was probably even He's worse. Probably canceled. Scott yeah, just exactly got canceled. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that guy hosts Domino Masters. Okay. Yeah, let's talk about some comics. Okay. Yeah, I just finished my alcohol, so come on. We haven't even read the comics yet. Scott's ready to talk about comics. Did you guys actually read that werewolf thing? No, I didn't read the werewolves of the Heartland. Fuck. Did you? <laughs> Let me <laughs> see it. I'll read it real fast. I got it. I read the regular fables. There's a lot of it's, it's, words, a lot. it's really thick. That's why I didn't read Skip it. Skip through it. It's not that thick. I want to hear. I, I want to hear what Scott thought about all the books I gave him last I'll, time. I'll get the gist. I of even it. read them all. I still have this one though at, at my house that you gave me like a year ago. Oh, dude, Drew, you would have quite that long. What? Republic something or High oh invisible republic invisible republic I if you like political that. stuff did they like ever House finish that it. okay did they ever finish that? no oh what dude this so would be your favorite that's not even finished it's not technically finished no they're fucked. this would be you should have read this it's a uh, Jim Fern I know Mark. I know we, and that's why he didn't yes. I flipped through it it looks kind of good I just didn't it has have the parts. time yeah art wise there's some that are good some that are bad so what are we talking about first I read we have. Demons. Demons. Oh, we have demons. Yes. 
Very cool art. Story so-so. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest story. Yeah, it's not really. I mean, the, the, I think he talks about the whole gist of it, you know, in which basically uh, demons are in the world and oh, these people have some halo power. I know the, and, uh, and I know the gist of that story. So, I haven't even read it. It's yeah. Snyder and Capula wanted to make money. Yeah, uh, probably so, probably so. I think it was like a, a pet project, though. I could see it. You know, I mean, it's kind of got some of those type of aspects of, you know, we're kind of destroying the world and, you know, differences and the demons that are within us and trying to have a little faith in your common man, you know, type stuff. But, um, but overall, I don't know. I just didn't quite grab me, really. It has an interesting narrative style, you know, there too, which yeah, it's kind of wasn't talking at the beginning. Yeah, the a lot of explaining. Two, yeah, the first two issues are a lot of explaining, a lot and of telling, not showing. Yeah, and then finally the last one goes flying by because it's just freaking action and blood and guts going all over yeah. the place. But then it's like it's trying to to get you with like these little twists and things, and I don't know that they, it felt almost a little forced in some ways to me, but I I don't know. Like I said, I, I can't really pin it because the, the art was good and it's kind of got some interesting ideas, but it just didn't really grab me. Yeah, I was kind of, I mean, I enjoyed it, but I, yeah, yeah. It, it was decent, but it wasn't like knocked out of the park. Yeah, but that's a very good way to say it. It was solid. Yeah. But for those people, it should have been even better. And maybe that was it. My expectations I may mean, have been a little Kapoor high. And Snyder are pretty, pretty dream teamish. You think they would? But. Yeah. I think you're right. I think my, my expectations were just a little high on it. Yeah. And so I, I found it a little disappointing from that perspective. Okay, what's next? You got a Radiant Black? No, these are just single issues I'm not going to talk about. What the hell? Why did you bring them then? No shit. That's, I put everything I read down. It's here. not like it's his house or anything. You know what I did? Read a, So I read Fables, yeah, and then I read two issues of... I didn't finish it, but I read two and three of Twig. Oh, oh you finished cool. Twig? I just got the fifth issue today, and then I'll finish it. But I haven't finished it. Well, how much have you read? All, all but the last. Oh, issue. all but the last issue. Yeah, dude, the art is amazing, like insanely crazy good. Yeah, so good. Like just the way he does, like the worlds and the different. Yeah, no, like they jump through different worlds, and you'll see one for like a page, like even a panel. Yeah, like they skip through. Oh my god, the art is so freaking good, and I mean. Kyle's a great artist, but I I wonder like that the colorist guy. A lot. That colorist is amazing. He's a guy yes. that worked on uh, Fairyland. He works with Scotty Young on most of his stuff. That Jordy hmm. Belair yeah. or something, I think. It's not Jordy Belair. Uh, it's, it's Jean Francois. Yeah, Jean Francois. Yeah. Um, sorry, I don't know where my mind's frazzled. Well, I talked but, to Kyle. I said, "Well, how fast is your colorist?" You know, and he's like, "He's pretty fast. I mean, it takes him a little longer because he's doing like a painterly kind of style. Like he mm -hmm. makes, and it does look really cool the way he kind of has the texture to it." Yeah, I mean, it's pretty. Neat. But he did. He's done a lot of Scotty stuff. He did that. The me you love in the dark. I think didn't uh, he did guy, Fairyland? He did Fairyland. But he which, did a different style on Fairyland. He yeah. really mixed up his style a little bit. Which I'm time. interested with this new Fairyland series, with yeah. the new artist. Gonna hold out for the trade, but I will be buying the trade. I'm buying the issues, but I know. Of course you would. Right. But no, I mean I'm I don't know what it was. Like Are you skipping I don't number two or three? Huh? What is it? I'm, I'm skipping four. Four? Because <laughs> I have good. two and three. Actually I have four. So if I'm skipping anything, it'll be five. Oh, of twig or of twig. Oh, okay. I was, was talking about Fairyland. Fairyland. Oh, I hate Fairyland. Which oh, issue are you yet. playing? This which issue which which do you plan on skipping? I I don't plan on skipping any. <laughs> but, uh, I think Don talked about this. Um, 
I did. A few weeks past. Robins being Robin by Tim Seeley and Baltimore. But I want to Baltimore. Know what, I want to know what you think. Baltimore Rivas. He did I don't, say it was like the I best thing. I don't know if I remember what it was about. So my review was probably. I can't remember what you said. You said it's basically a big retcon. And not that interesting of a story. And I agree. It's not really that great of a story. Did you go back and like listen to the particular podcast? I didn't. It's just what I remember. Because I knew I was going to read it. And so it stuck in my brain. Yeah, it's basically there's a there's a Robin we never knew about. And she's basically hunting the other five yeah. Robins. Right. And I like Baltimore's well, art, obviously. I think he did a really nice job. She wasn't really a Robin. Was, wasn't she like going to be one? And she then he she washed out. Like she didn't make it. Like yeah. She tested and she didn't make she it. She didn't make it. Yeah, and she's bitter and angry and trying bitter, to. Bitter, angry, and trying yeah. to take it out on I don't all know. the rest of them. There's not a lot of modern superhero comics that I'm really into right now as far as Marvel DC stuff. So What? Oh my god. I'm just not reading anything from them right now. It's kinda of sad. This is a bloody damn book. Yeah, oh yeah, it is. Yeah, it's pretty But uh, yeah, Robin's being Robin. I mean it was okay. If I think if you really like Batman and Robin and all that if you're into all that stuff it's pretty cool. But and the history I just and the, I just yeah. don't really I'm not up on all. I mean, I know most of the Robins. Like, I know the basic gist: Nightwing and the Red Hood. And I remember, mm -hmm. I remember reading Tim Drake, you know, and Damien a little bit. I mean, I kind of stopped reading Batman at that point. But yeah, I'm kind of getting where you are, dude. Like, yeah, with that stuff. We're going I fast. Joy Operations. Scott Dennis. didn't didn't organize them by best to worst, or did you? I don't know that or I did. Okay, dang. Okay. It's gonna... Well, no, because oh, I'm, well, I'm holding close, the World War yeah. Wars of the I mean, besides the fact that be the, the top of the heat. Besides the fact of the required reading. But yeah, for the other type stuff, I probably am going in pretty close. In pretty close. I think that's the order I kind of had. I don't know. Uh, Joy, Joy Operations. Operations, Brian Michael Bendis, uh, Stephen Byrne. Yeah. Um, yeah, art in this isn't actually too bad. Yeah, it's actually pretty good, right? I like some of the, uh, yeah, some of those cool, whatever the hell, blobby aspects. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, well, I guess he does the coloring, too, the artist. Oh, really? Okay. And so he does the whole package. So you you hit the nail on the head when you said this is kind of like a Lazarus type of, you know, type yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's got where, that feel, right? Yeah, where there's a chunk of people that are, you know, kind of split up the world into different ownership, and then they have, like, these different protectors and things called envoys. And in the case of this one, there seems to be one of the leaders that's trying to go out and claim even more of their land and trying to almost build like almost a pseudo like a army. new land. Or I something. know a new land, but yet even a new protectors yeah. being these strange blob things Correct. and and hoping to even take over the others. You know, it seems like you know there was a. It sounds like a bit of a power grab. Yeah. And because of all this, one of the other areas gets wind of it and tries to convince the envoy of the one that's kind of going on their own to, to help them out and try how they try to convince them and stuff. But they do it by, as you mentioned, you know, actually loading themselves into this other person and now being almost like a multiple, personality. A, a multiple personality aspect. But yet that is still never even, you know, it's not like they, they never fully take over, you know, in the beginning, was it that they had taken over, but then she woke up in the middle of it. Is that kind of what happened? I don't know. It's kind of because, like, it was seemed like they had taken over, and then she had that fall, and then like the other personality came out, and then they were kind of like battling, and they were trying to battle each other there a little bit. That but could for be most the of the issue, you're right. The other one isn't controlling. That's it's right. Just, it, yeah, except for certain aspects and things of that nature. You yeah. know, it seems like, but but yeah, overall, 
and then you're right they even get to the end where they're kind of somehow you know merging into one and even being better than they singly were before yeah you know type stuff so it's good it feels like it's got a certain how do you put this i don't know uh, I want to say woke without saying woke, you know, type thing. Wokeness, you know, type it's of got aspect. some wokeness? I didn't catch that. I don't know. I feel like it is, you know, when it's kind of trying to do the whole um, different marriage thing, you know, oh, yeah. and, and some of this other yeah, type of stuff. Yeah, I think that is just like know? future and society is involved in could be, ways. It could be, you know, it could, could be some of that type of aspects. But even the way that the other person, you know, then talks, yeah. oh, wow, you know, almost like it was being a progressive type of, yeah. you know, type of things, you know, and thought, you know, and whatever sure. else. So, so you're right. I mean, it just, just felt like in, within the story, it's, it's an interesting choice, I guess. But, yeah. But, you know, it, it seemed like they, maybe it was just me being a little where I see too much of it in almost everything. And sure. Maybe it was just... Maybe it was a little forced. It felt... Yeah. It, in some ways. Yeah. You know, type stuff. Did I found it kind of funny that, you know, Bendis, who likes to write a lot of dialogue, now has a voice inside another voice head. So yeah. he can really go to town, town on the dialogue. I would agree. I would it's agree. It's like, dude. And it does still have... And I think that's one of the promising things out of it is it's got that good, witty dialogue. Yeah. I think he does get maybe a little heavy-handed at times. Oh, yeah. But then on the other side, I mean, there's complete freaking sequences in there where... Where it's just actually... At least, you know, thank goodness he had the good sense, you know, and during some of the action scene type stuff and just things where he just shuts up exactly yeah. right which i was almost unlike him you know and just kind of let the artist go to town yeah and it is kind of nice you know through remender should learn from that so you know type things <laughs> yeah so but yeah but yeah then there's other places in which they're just word bubbles yeah with the hell over there where it's just up and down the dang thing you know and stuff so but yeah overall it like i say it's not bad uh I this I would go is a solid. Yeah. You know, it's and it's, it's done too. I mean, you could potentially do more, but it's not. Oh yeah, but it's nice, self-contained. You know, yeah. type of little story that, but it's introducing a world that could have more stories sure. and whatever else. So, so yeah, I I don't know that it was that I found it fantastic, but I also didn't find it bad either. I found yeah, it very it's solid. solid. Yeah. So. Um, I read Aerosmith, Volume Two, Behind Enemy Lines. It's been about 20 years since the first one came out. Dream on, man. Dream on. It's Aerosmith. Aerosmith. <laughs> but uh, Carlos Pacheco, I guess, retired. Because he's got some kind of... He's got Lou Gehrig's disease. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, so this is probably the last thing he's going to probably do for <clears throat> ever or a long time at least. I don't know. I don't think there's a cure to that. But, uh, Kurt... Uh, how do you pronounce his last Kurt name? Kurt Busiek. Busiek. Yeah. I always want to go Busey or something Pacheco. weird, but I know that ain't right. And so, this is okay. It's basically a behind enemy, well, it's called Behind Enemy Lines. It's a Behind the Enemy Lines story. Wow. So it starts out with the main guy from the other series. He gets captured, and then he meets up with another guy in, like, the prison camp, and they have a secret mission, so they have to escape from the prison camp and then kind of run the secret mission. And the story doesn't really end. It actually kind of leaves you on a cliffhanger. What? That's rude. It's not really complete, which is interesting, I thought. But uh, anyway, it's 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 a weird like if you don't know what Aerosmith is, it's this weird, you know. I thought uh, it was a band, but yeah. it turns out not. I never caught that reference before, but yeah, Aerosmith. Yeah, it's written differently, isn't it? It it's is. It's not arrow like I never, like an I never made the connection. Of Maybe Kurt Busiek is a huge Aerosmith fan. Maybe. Who knows? 
But uh, it's like a World War One, uh, but with all these fantasy elements like dragons and giants and trolls and stuff. So, I mean, it's still cool. And it was interesting. I mean, it's nothing amazing, but uh, it, was, it was okay. They get into a whole, like, fairy realm, and it's getting kind of complicated, so... I don't know what to say about it, I guess. All right. I read The Human Target. Human now, Target. Now, start off with this. That's a talkie book. You know, you were talking about a little bit on maybe if I had these ranked or whatever. Yeah. You know, type things. The only reason this is probably not in front of Little Monsters is because I don't have the whole story here. And that hurts it, I think, a little bit. It's yeah, it's half part a story. one. Yeah, it's, it's part one or two. Yeah. But I think this has potential to be maybe almost the best thing I would read in a year, you know, depending on how the how it ends half up. goes, yeah. you know, and things. But, God damn, it, Smallwood is just, he's something else, Amy. I mean, the art in this book is so good. <clears throat> it is just crazy good. Does, and I think it's just me, the freaking ice in this reminds me of, uh, what, Anna de Armas? You know who she is? She plays uh, Marilyn Monroe in that... Oh, that uh, new movie? That uh, Netflix one. But she's I also like a James Bond uh, okay. uh, girl or something. She was in The Blade Runner 2. She was like uh, the girl that was on his video uh, okay. that kind of was in the yeah. house, you know, or whatever. Sure. So, type things. Go for it. Blade Runner 2. But, uh, but anyway, <laughs> looking at that, every time I see her, I'm just thinking... God dang, did he, like, just practically draw... He might know, use I'm, photo reference. It wouldn't surprise but me. But, yeah, I don't know. It just... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. The It's a spy... You know, kind of got the spy thriller type things going yeah. on here. But yet, uh, still have this, like, little superhero thing of superheroes I don't know that I even care about. But that's part of the fun is I don't think you're supposed to, you yeah. know, type things. No, the little bits and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, good pacing. Uh yeah, I felt like throughout, and you know, I mean, it's mostly just talking. It you know is I mean? a lot, but yet it's talking, really, it's but so it's, well done. Yeah, but, but it's it feels like an old school secret agent type things. It's got yeah. this like almost James Bond yeah. type of feel, you know, Correct. and other things, you know, or maybe some cool gadgets here and there. But you've got the little supernatural because of the uh, super people involved, you know, and yeah. things and the mystery going on and kind of the training and stuff. So. Yeah, it's it's really good, really really good, and cool. I don't know, I just can't stop, you know, looking at the art in some ways, just yeah. so freaking fantastic. Smallwood's art is so subtle, but yet so perfect. Like it's not like flashy, but at the no, same it's time, not. I mean, and that's really... the thing, you know. I mean, I look at some of these type things, you know, and it's got like this, you know, especially for this, where it almost gives you like this strange nineteen fifties feel or yeah. something weird, like something back in time, like a Mad Men or. Sure. You know, type of yeah. realm, but I can't think where I noticed it. But you know, where he just, you know, like here, this pin, you see this thing, it's like simple, just a couple crosses. He doesn't even like keep it within the lines, you yeah. know. You can see like that is an out there, you know, and stuff, but just how it's done, it gives it like this old school feel, yeah, you know. But it's clean and other type things, you know, and stuff. It just, uh, yeah, I don't know, I love it. Cool. I didn't know you liked that book that much. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surprise, surprise. Let me have that. Really? Don't you have the single issues? I do, but why read them when it's all here? When it's all together? <laughs> the better question is be why buy it. <laughs> I'll have them. It's true. You will. Um, last thing I read before our required reading. Actually, hold on. Read my emails? I am. 
All right, so the next thing, the last thing I read before the uh, required reading was called, it's called Badlands. It's by Stephen Grant and Vince Gerano. Um, so I have a question about, about that. this book. Yeah. Okay, cool. Wasn't that originally published by DC? Wasn't that a Vertigo? I don't know. It's I AIT so. Planet Lawyer. I know. It might originally have been. Maybe the single issues were, and then they put out the trade. They must have got the rights to it? That's weird. I think it's creator-owned, because it's Vertigo. Technically, it's creator-owned, right? Oh, gotcha. So you should be able to take it to any other publisher. And I thought... I didn't... I don't... I think... Because I think I actually... Might actually own one of those issues. Yeah, but maybe I've it was in read color. all of it. It was in color, I believe. This is in black and white. Yeah, I know. I'm looking right now. Let's so this see. is a basic uh, JFK conspiracy thing. Oh, so nice. It's basically a, a scenario about what could have really happened during the JFK uh, killings. <laughs> so you got the Lee Harvey Oswald. You got, like, oil barons in Texas. You got some ex-con guy and another ex-con guy who's trying to manipulate him and trying to set him up as the fall guy what's that is this pretty wordy oh no not at all really it's much it's mostly dialogue and it's not super wordy it's more (laughs) it's mostly mostly dialogue dialogue. but it's not super wordy i mean i mean there's not a lot of narration it's just people talking okay I mean, wordy is where it's like Alan Moore with pages and pages of poetic, you know, literary. Yeah, I don't know. Things, There's freaking bubbles all over the place and just constant conversation. That kind of it's not constant conversation. Of it's a lot of action. It's okay. it kind of reads more like a crime, Sin City type thing, but yet a okay. little more. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was pretty good. I've read it before. It's an old book. Cool. I've been pulling stuff off my shelf and rereading it. Sounds good. Well, it sounds like it's up my alley. But I think you'll as long enjoy as it's it. It's not too crazy wordy, but. The funny thing is the artist, Vince Gerano, he decided to quit comics and do, like, paintings. And he has, like, these amazing, like, photorealistic paintings that he does. Wow. And sells for, like, 12000 bucks a piece. Nice. Where's yours? I don't have $12,000 for a painting, Scott. Sure you do. Come on. It's an investment, dude. Like I said, I mean, I don't have $12,000 to blow on a painting by somebody who's not Picasso or Van Gogh. Wow. Huh. Yeah, so, I read uh, Little Monsters. And you didn't want to take that at first, remember? I did not. But it is Lemire, so <laughs> I do have to kind of give him the benefit. Because the concept doesn't sound that good, does it? No, 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 it doesn't. <laughs> and it, it's on to the horror-type side of things in which it's not generally my my genre. It's thing. not really it's Dark Horse. So, And it turns out it's not, you know, as much horror. It was Dark Horse. Dark horse. Uh, sorry, Dark Horse did bad. Badlands. Yes, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, it's all good. Uh, but yeah, Little Monsters. I, I mean, it's it's it is still kind of right in that line of horror. It's it almost got bit. like though a bit of a, um, <laughs> what would you say, sweet tooth type of feel in some yeah, a little bit. some ways. You know, that whole post apocalyptic, post apocalyptic and kids. You know, yeah. and how they're hand with interesting. What would you say? Abilities or Sorry, you're saying Jeff saying. Lemire is a one-trick pony? Is that what you're saying? No, not I'm not saying that he's a one-trick po- pony, but there is some similarities in there type things. He does like his slice of life, you know, type type stuff, you know, and he does it well. And then he's trying to mix it up with some different, like, other genres, you know, type type stuff. So uh, you gave a great synopsis of last time, you know, about basically these kids, you know, that are vampires. And then, uh-uh. you know. Can, you did a good job. Yeah, you did. Mine was terrible, and, but you and did a good job. You pretty much, yeah, that. You know, they get the taste of blood, and and uh, half of them, that's the freaking just fantastic, the best thing ever, and they got to have more, and the other ones are kind of like, no, we can't get into that world. 
you know, things. We're going to so. stay here and keep eating rats. That's right. That's right. So, uh, you know, and it they almost... told us not to leave. Did you get the feel? I got a feel of a little Kirkman, I think, in some ways, too, you know, with kind of how some of this went, you know, and with the uh, kind of the, you know, a little Walking Dead or whatever, you know, oh, from, yeah, I can see from that. the po- post-apocalyptic and bit. trying to survive and how people turn, you know, uh-huh. yeah, whatever else, I you know, see that, that thing, so... Um, Especially with the whole like twist where the they go and they fight the people and then it turns out bad. That feels very Kirkman to me. It does. You know? it like does, oh, yeah. and then some kid gets killed. It's yep. like oh, look, it went really bad. You know, yep. that's yep. Kirkman pulls that crap all. He the time. does all the time, and I yeah. felt that way. I mean, you kind of had the feeling something was going to happen, yeah. but I don't know if I had the feeling that heads rolling was going to happen. But hey. It was still pretty cool. It's almost like the Lost Boys meets like a post-apocalyptic type thing. You know? I could see some of that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the Lost Boys were like twenty Vampires. years younger, yeah, they're a little bit younger than the Lost Boys. True. So the Lost Boys were vampires. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of the uh, the Peter Pan Lost Boys or whatever. Oh, gotcha. So, it's kind of like that too. It's got some of that feel. It's like that. the Lost Boys meet the Lost Boys. Okay. Isn't the go. movie The Lost Boys a play on the Peter Pan Lost Boys? I'm sure. Okay. To some point. To some point. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But. What do you think of Destin Wynn's art in this compared to like Descender? You know, I liked his art though in Descender and stuff. Yeah. I, I do some like some of that. This is what, or still wasn't bad, you know, by yeah, any means. I like this. It's a different I, style. I liked it. I dug it. I, you know. I, I like the gray tone. Yeah. You, what's interesting though is it it almost has to me it feels like a little bit of Lemire. Oh yeah, and the yeah, I would say like his art style in Descender was nothing like Lemire, but this feels a little more like yes, if Lemire had drawn it. Yes, yeah, you I know, can see that. I, I feel like that a little bit. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, Descender's totally different, you know, yeah. type things, and it's got a what I feel that that watercolor type stuff. I it. I like that. I know Don's not as much of a fan, but... What? Um, of what? Descender. Descender. I don't like Descender. Exactly. <laughs> That's what we were talking it's about. It's not the watercolor. I thought his artwork... Okay. Ascender, Descender, whichever one came first. Like, sure. I bailed on the first one. Yeah, right, Descender. Right. Descender. I just... The, the artwork, there were no backgrounds. It just seemed very basic to me. And I wasn't really into the story, sure. honestly. Yeah, so yeah, that could be if I'm not really into really the story too. and the art was just not... I love watercolor. I love watercolor when it's done. The way you like it. The way, the way you I like, like it. it well, <laughs> I, I don't know that it was bad watercolor. I think just, the main thing was... The it just, or the it, story. You didn't feel like the detail was there. The detail wasn't there. It just seemed like... And I could I definitely know. see that because there were some nice big white pages with just like a person or, yeah. you know, some little panel. The you know, was like, a very minimalist so, watercolor felt, style. I, I could felt definitely like that. I was wasting my money buying that book. Yeah. But we don't want to go too far over than that. But in this, I do feel like <laughs> well, I'm not, his I'm not. art is. Yeah, I mean it. Yeah, you've got the full backgrounds, everything else. It's, yeah, it's very detailed. I, I'm digging his artwork yeah. in this. Yeah, mm-hmm. but so I can definitely see this. I mean, this is really up your alley. I think in a lot of it, you know, even with the whole kind of little horror aspects, you know, the use of red, you know, when it's needed, you know, and things like that. It's uh, it's really pretty cool. Man, it's my favorite book of the year. That, that freaking scene right there, just. <laughs> Top top notch, dude. Top notch. Top, top notch. Top five. Very good. I don't know that it's top five, but it's 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 solid. It's I don't very know. good. I really well, I mean it was probably the best stuff I read. <laughs> last, last I don't even know what I 
print this year. So, but yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I'll have to go back and all the podcasts. It's been a long freaking year. And take a look at it and go, yeah, this <laughs> it's been a this. long year. It's been a long year, but it's gone by really fast. Interesting. All right, Fables, what do we got? We read... Oh, my God. Oh, the Dark. Are we going to talk about that at all? No, I didn't read it. That, I flipped through that? Yeah. This art, like... I, so I guess we are going to talk about it. Fables, well, Werewolves, and the Heartland. All I'm going to talk about is the art. Yeah. Okay. Basically, um, with Werewolves in the Heartland, two... it's a little side story of Fables involving there's, Bigby Werewolf. Yeah, Bigby is like a, He's like a Nazi new fable war. Town. Like he takes on the Nazis. Like so they're making a just Frankenstein to give you a, monster. We'll give you a little real quick thing. This is, that guys, one of you has to talk at the same time. Yeah, I'm, so I'm doing time. my interview review first and then okay. Scott can do so, his So, well, before you go too far, the whole thing <laughs> of the Nazi type thing, this is actually a reference back to an earlier story in Fables mm. where he met up with Harp and they were... Um, he he was talking about his life in World War Two or whatever else. Who's Harp? Harp is the guy who comes back here as a werewolf or whatever the hell else. Uh, so this all this stuff <laughs> happened in an earlier story in Fables. Gotcha. Well, not all this stuff. Well, well, maybe that's why it looks this, familiar. This backstory all happened gotcha. in an earlier part. Of okay, okay, so I, I'm not going to do a review, but I, I can't I can't draw worth a shit. No, you cannot. I've seen it. The dude, there's two people credited. Jim Fern is credited as layouts. Yeah. And then there's another guy. Yeah. Craig. Hamilton or something? Hamilton and Jim Fern on pencils. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where was that page? Yeah, One of them. Split up comes, happens. Okay, so I'm looking at this. You see this, and this looks like something that. Uh, I could have drawn. Not really could have drawn, but it, it's that, just doesn't this looks have like detail. something I could have drawn. Like I don't I'm not digging I'm not I'm not feeling hair, right? Like yeah. this is supposed to be a werewolf, a dog, whatever. Like it's and then I hit you this the very and I'm like page, Oh and my god, look at this. This is like the fur and hair and detail. And I'm like, blood, this is crazy. This crazy teeth. And, and then this type of thing. I go back to this and I'm like what the hell am I looking at? Like, I don't know. It's very jarring from just flipping through it from, like, an art perspective. Like, I want this dude all day long. Like, this dude can... No, I thought the same thing as I'm going through it. it and going, man, what the hell? Did the guy, like, rush after like, some deadlines? And like, I could do that. Type stuff, but... It, I could do that. Well, it, here's what I don't get. At this point, Fables was a runaway hit, right? right. Fables was... He had like three or four titles running, some miniseries. He's got OGNs. So, William Hank can pretty much pick any artist he wants, right? Like, he can say, I want... the dude he wants? I can get anybody I want, I think. I'm sure he's got Maybe. the cachet to get what he... And this is what he went for? So, no, let me ask... So Maybe it cut into his profits. Is this the Hamilton dude, or is this the Fern guy? The Naked Bodies? No, 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 no. Like the, the, <laughs> the simpler style, the one you the, don't like. The, the style I don't like. Who do you think that is? Do you think that's the Fern guy, or do you think that's the other dude? I think that's the Hamilton guy. The Hamilton? All right. Because Fern has this, that kind of scratchy style. I this think. Hamilton dude must have had, like, some naked pictures, or, like, uh, pictures or photo evidence of, like, uh, of Willingham doing, like, coke off, like, some hookers oh, or something. Gotcha. Like, he had he to had, drive... Like, some... Or, it's I like think, you said, he just wanted to pay the dude $20 a page and take all the money. I think what happened was Fern took the job 
Hangman couldn't do it. And couldn't get it done. Page. So he said, dude, can I get my buddy to help me out as an artist? This is kind of interesting. And he's like, all I like stuff is. This is probably like the... the Fern stuff. Fern stuff. Because that stuff's interesting. Like, I dig that. Kind of, sort of. But it's got some crazy detail. Yeah, I'm guessing Ham... Sure. There's probably a story behind this. That makes I'm sense. Fern probably started it. And he's like cranking out pages. like, oh my god, I can't Because it this. does say inks by Craig Hamilton. So I think Craig Hamilton was... Inking well, it and four inform- people inking it. That's true. But Craig probably started and then went took maybe, over for pencils. Maybe Fern was trying to else. pencil it, and Craig was inking, and then Fern's like, uh, "I'm not getting the deadline done, Craig. You're gonna have to. I'm gonna lay it out. You're gonna have to finish this even more so." So they hey. gave him a penciling credit as well. Hey, Bill. Because like ring, this, ring, ring, ring. this looks like a two-year-old drew it, and then this looks like, you know. Yeah, I know. A professional. They look so detailed. Yeah. Ring, ring, ring. Hey, Bill. This is uh, this is Fern here. Hey, man. This project, it it's not going the way I thought it would. I'm <laughs> I'm gonna have to have uh, my neighbor. I'm gonna have to have, <laughs> have my neighbor. <laughs> my neighbor's two year old child <laughs> is gonna go ahead and uh, do some of these pencils. And uh, I gave him an ink pen. They're gonna do the inks. All right. Did you, did you ever hear that Rob Liefeld story about Alan Moore? On the yes. cafe, where he said, like, Alan Moore was Dryton Supreme, right? Mm-hmm. And then halfway through the run, he's like, yeah, Rob, I'm going to have my neighbor. He's a really good writer. He's going to start writing it. But you're still going to pay me what you're paying me, and you're going to pay him as well. No, he was going to – he wanted his payment, and then I, I don't think he was going to pay him too, I think – Oh, Alan still wanted his Alan payment. Was, Alan wanted his payment, and he was going to cut his neighbor into it, and the neighbor it. was going to write it. Right. And Alan Moore was going to write it. Or something like that. Yeah. yeah. There was something like that. And Rob's like, mm, I don't think that's going to work for me. Sorry, buddy. I'm paying that not... so that you can write it so I can say Alan Moore, Supreme, written by Alan Moore. That's the selling point. If you're not, not writing it anymore, it's your neighbor. That's not what I'm looking for. Hey, yeah, it's, that's a great story. That is a great story. So, interrupt- so that's what happened with uh, so totally, totally in the Heartland. But Willing and had no choice. He's like, well, I, I gotta no get choice. this out. I gotta get it done. I guess whatever so, you gotta do to make that deadline, dude. Totally, if your neighbor's gonna draw some of the pages, cool. Totally throwing this review off the rails onto a tangent. Yes. Have oh, you we're seen- still going off a tangent. Yeah. Have oh, you seen well, the, the stuff with? Uh, Are you gonna uh, take that home? No, I'm not. Sorry. Scott <laughs> wants it back. <laughs> He wants that two-year-old <coughs> artwork. Dude, come on, man. What? I know. Hey, dude, sorry. Jeez. I was just... You hurt... Um, you hurt have, you, have you seen what Liefeld is doing now as far as auction? Nope. He's auctioning off his um, thumbnails uh, and uh, what do you call it? Not uh, finished pages, but... Uh, pencils? Uh, no, not pencils. Layouts. layouts. So he's throwing out layouts of like the... New Mutants, yeah. like the first Deadpool and stuff. And he's throwing it up. Stuff? Oh, he's throwing it up on Heritage Auctions or whatever oh, nice. to see. Because nobody's ever done layouts. Well, they're called prelims a lot of times. Prelims, well, yeah. And some people it's do. Pre- so. No, I'm not slamming. I'm just saying there. it hasn't been. So he's just like, hey, dude. Nobody's he's testing the, he's like, he's testing the waters. Um, he's like, I'm throwing this stuff out. But I've seen other like, people. I'm throwing this stuff out, and we'll see. Prelim type stuff. You know what Nick happens. Nick Pitar just so when I was be when, I, when I was in, on his Patreon, he just gave, sent me a package with like a bunch of prelims in it, just right. kind of for free. No, I I get it. Nice. I, it's just interesting because nobody's either. really done it for a high end market 
Correct. of a high-end creator. That's so right. it's going to be interesting. He's testing the water. He should get him graded. He's going to... He should. Oh, I'm going to need... How many... How much of a print run did you do on these? He needs Let's five of them to get the them. I'm going to go through them. I'm going to pick out like 15 of the best and I'm going to get them graded. Graded. There okay. you go. Send them in. That's right. We need to get them autographed though. That's you, true. me, Lucas, Hook. And then uh, we'll send them in. We'll get them graded. Sounds great. We'll open up a website. Yes. Thousand dollars. Thousand dollars. <laughs> Throw an acetate cover on there and we'll really bring in Absolutely. the bank. Absolutely. Nice. Okay, we still right, have so the this actual fables, super, super team. team. The actual what we're supposed to read. Yeah, what we're supposed to read. Everybody read it. Yes, I did. I did. Wow, it's actually kind of short. It, you know, it's yeah. I think it went fast. Things. I don't know that it was short. And it goes well. It's not many issues. It's like is where I was going. It's like five. I thought it was six. six. There were five. One hundred one to one hundred seven. That's seven. yeah. But then the last issue is like uh, Terry Moore fill in. Yeah, but it's still an issue I had to read. Yeah, but it's not part of the story. Oh it's God. just like, hey, we just threw this in. Yeah, I still read seven issues is what I'm saying. I think it's six. Honestly. What is it? 101 six. to 107? 101 to 107. All right, that would be so seven. That'd One, be seven. two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm right. You're wrong. All right. So, yeah. It just seems like it's a It read seven. fast. It, it felt good. like six. And they had those pages that were like splash pages with like a battle, and there wasn't a lot of words, yeah. so that helped a lot. The climactic final battle. Yeah, I wonder if he was doing, like, a whole Simonson thing. I don't think he's... I wouldn't give him that much credit. Uh, you want to give Buckingham that much credit? I'm not giving either one of them that much credit. Cool. I really like this. Although it would make sense, because it's kind of like the the cask of winter, or whatever that's called. It kind of was. That's what I'm saying. Oh, maybe they were doing a riff. I got a little riff from it. I... Now my brain, you just blew my mind. <laughs> blew your mind. Blew my mind, dude. I totally got a, hey, look, wow. it's like a cask of winter. How, is that really going to hold that dude? Or is he fighting him the whole time inside? Here's what I Keep don't get. In there? So they like, talk about this, and it's not so much that. It's the fact that earlier on they make mention that every one of these so-called super-powered guys, super-powered, super-beans, bean-type things have their own, like, little box and that's yeah. where the boxers got a lot of their ideas. That's and that, clever. The boxers, they make boxes. That's right. Imagine boxers. that. They're called the so, boxers. But that they, every one of them have their own little they, things. They basically dollar. have their own little place to go mm -hmm. that when they decide it's their turn to move on, they can go into it. And essentially, it is like death for them. So I think what... It wasn't when they decided to move on. They trapped them motherfuckers in there. And no, but that's where... The, I'm they got the about idea. The, they got where they got the idea. To box them. Uh, Every, they all have boxes. They all have their own boxes. That so, like the North Wind. This this may be one of who knows how many North Winds. When the North Wind basically decides that my time has come and it's time for me to move on and go somewhere else, I'm going to go float in my box, and my time's over. So essentially, what he did was he pulled in the Dark Man with him. So the way I take it, they're dead. Uh, all right, I have a question though. I thought the boxers made the boxes originally to like trap. They the did. Bad they guys. did. But they based that idea off of that these, these boxes, had boxes that these beans had that basically eternally uh, killed them, trapped them, or whatever else. Dude, this will really blow your mind. What was the? Didn't uh, Walt Simonson do like a Marvel graphic novel, like something boxers? Like was that him, or was he? Did he do Star Jam? That was John Byrne. 
the what was it? Box- Star Jammers was Simonson. Right, but what was the box? Super Boxers was Byrne and Ron Wilson, I believe. Oh, okay. Never wow. mind. Look I was you. going in for like a super really cool tie-in. Yeah, Walt Simonson did a book called The Boxers. Can I ask Scott's question with the story? Now? Yeah, since I was wrong. Okay. So, when Mr. Dark was in the box previously, there was still darkness and stuff, right, in the world. But it was just subdued because he was in the box. Like, it doesn't go away completely, Absolutely, right? yeah. Okay. So, he wasn't dead. So, now that he went into the North Wind's box, since that's his specific box that kind of kills him and helps him move on, since Mr. Dark went in there with him, it killed him as well. Yeah. So basically, darkness is dead now as well. So doesn't someone then have to take over the darkness? Somebody should take over the darkness. Because now someone has to take over the North Wind. That's right, exactly. But where is the dark dude's box at? Hold on. It's just empty forever? I don't know. That's a good point. Or does the new dark guy have to go into that box? But hold on. Who was the new dark guy when they had him trapped forever? There wasn't, because he wasn't trapped in his original box. He wasn't trapped in his... He was in a box of the boxers. He was in a box of the boxers, which didn't really kill him. It It just just kind of held him. You know, type things. That's why I'm saying there's a difference between the types of boxes. No, no, no. I understand. Okay. But the box, the the dark guy. Yeah. He's Just, not. He's not one of the original he is, people. He is. he is. He is the original. He's one of the original dark, dark, evil, or supreme being type people. The North Wind is one. He just wasn't the dark ready is to go one. into a box. Correct. So they exactly. put him in a box. Well. They put him in a box because to he hold was him. powerful to hold him, but it wasn't something that was going to kill him. When the North Wind took him into his box, it essentially should have basically ended both, both of them. Uh, so now they're looking for a new North Wind. They already mentioned that at the end. Right. You know, and it has to come from his kids. Then there should be a new darkness. But they're not going to do that. Now, they never go, I don't remember them ever bringing it up on oh, who happens, but shit. to your point, there, there is somebody else that's should what the new that. one's about. It could be. It I could give you some so. ideas. I've got them. So. I could start reading them. I was going to wait till we were done. Ooh. Did you read the Big B versus Batman series? Big B versus Batman. Although, that's Jesus Brian Level. I wish I would have, because that's Brian Level artwork, I think. It would have probably been worth it for it the art. pretty good. I don't with the I'm, art? I'm tired of these. I don't buy any of the video game crossovers. I don't buy... I don't know. It's just... It wasn't... Fables and Batman is equivalent to a video game? Well, I'm just saying. If it's <laughs> any guess. kind of a thing... Like, like I don't a know. crossover a game tie-in thing? A tie-in crossover yeah, thing. Care. I'm not really into it, but... That's fun. Well, I mean, you like Batman. Might... You like Fables. I thought that would be right. Yeah. Out. I guess you're I'm... not as big of a Fables guy as Scott is. I am, but I was kind of trying to cut shit down, and it was like, oh, That's what you okay, can. I'll just not buy this, because yeah, Drew fun. makes fun of me for buying every mother effing Batman title that ever But you bought Batman TMNT 1, 2, and 3? That's Freddie Williams right there. I understand. That's based on Freddie Williams. I didn't realize Brian Level. I didn't pay attention. That's fine. Then I started seeing artwork and I'm like, oh, it's Brian Level? I'm like, oh, shoot. Maybe I'll buy the hardcover. I don't know. What'd you think about Nurse Spratt or whatever her name was? I thought that was interesting. Does she come back into it? Because now that Dark is dead. Dark is dead and now she's some hot blonde type things yeah i believe she does i think she still has some pieces of play left in her yep that's cool yeah that was kind of interesting um but yeah i thought this whole arc was pretty good i did like it i I like because it moves very fast i like the motivation because they kind of were in a pickle and then i liked how it twisted how the north wind was like yeah you know i mean it kind of took that cool twist and well yeah we're big bees going well, you say you got to do this because of whatever, you know, this type yeah. of thing. 
But hell, you're with you and your freaking change of wind whelms. Yeah. Aren't you the evil one? Hmm, I guess you're right. <laughs> so anyway, I thought that was a cool way to kind of resolve the problem. That was a cool way. That was yeah. way better than the last one. I like the last one too. I know. Um, I did like the whole super team thing with Pinocchio. That was kind of funny. Because yeah. he's like the Professor X. I know, slash, with the wheelchair. But he was also the, um, was that Doom Patrol? Yeah, or, Doom Patrol had the guy yeah, in the wheelchair. Yeah, Doom Patrol with the guy in the wheelchair, so it kind of fit both. And then, uh, there was that whole, who was it? They kept interviewing, they're like, what are their powers? They're like, I don't know. And they're like, oh yeah, we don't need you. Like, go away. The Thumbelina or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... It was, I did like that. It was almost like, uh... I can't believe that Beauty and <laughs> the Beast haven't figured yes, out Deadpool. the sun yet. I was gonna say. Huh? How can Beauty and the Beast not have figured out the obvious thing that the sun is turning into the beast? Or yeah. that their daughter. Or daughter, or whatever Yeah, that their daughter is... That the curse has passed. Yeah, the curse has passed. I can kind of see it, but once he realized the curse was gone, and he kept seeing the room trashed, and all these weird things, and... Totten kinder even gave her the, the onesie gave that the had the extra arms. I mean, dude, these clues are right and out the kind there. Kind of difficult birth and everything else. Yeah, you it's know, like, and, dude, and stuff. It's like yeah, figure yeah. it out. You know, yeah. when you've got a kid, a newborn, you're, you're busy. Trying, you're busy, and you're like, trying to see past you know, that. It's just a perfect kid. You I know, can see whatever. where. I mean, I guess. Uh, I guess I'm trying to play devil's advocate as best as I can. It just seemed like they should have figured it out by now. Yeah, I am kind of with you on some of that, but. They'll figure it out soon enough, I'm sure. Have you ever watched a horror movie? They don't figure anything out. <laughs> People are stupid. Why They're don't like, we just go into that running car? Why no. is this? We gotta we go just behind the chainsaw. this room. And now it's a mess. It's like poltergeist in here. What the hell happened? I don't know. You've watched that Geico commercial, right? I don't know. I think it's Geico, where it's like it's talking about, you know, making smart decisions or whatever. And it's talking about the teenagers, you know, that are okay. in the in the place you know whatever and they're like oh we need to go over here right. we need to do that and they're like and she's like why don't we just go to go the running car to, you know we go next go, to the oh, we can't do that you know and they go well how about behind all the chainsaws you know right. and then you know after that you know somebody comes out there with the chainsaws ah go run for the graveyard ah, you know <laughs> sorry yeah, no anyway. it's fine but yeah i thought this was a pretty strong arc i thought the last couple arcs were pretty strong i like the rose red one did you and then I like, oh, they showed you who Rosewood was talking to finally. Yeah, who yes, was it? That is true. I don't, I don't know. remember. It was just some weird angel lady. Yes. Know. It's God. Yeah. God? I guess. I don't know. No, I feel, I feel like Fables is hitting this. I thought it lulled for a little bit, but I feel like it does. But I thought right now, the last three arcs, I thought it had been pretty strong. Mm, no, no. Maybe at least less. I it's, think it's, it's gradually picking up, and this one was good. And I think so, that the next couple of them are pretty good. But I, I they're like not when probably stuff happens. Yeah, and like that may be the problem with the next one or two. They're not quite as action-packed, but they're the more about more. the... I don't know that they're spinning their wheels. They're just kind of trying to... He, I think he's trying to lay out things for what he saw as maybe as some far-reaching... I mean, it, they, they concentrate more on what... He said moron. Moron, exactly. <laughs> a, a more... He called you a moron. They concentrate more with respect to Snow and, and Big B. A moron. So... But, Concentrate, uh, moron. That's right. <laughs> there was a there was a line in that um, the one that you what said. What were you in the shadows? That movie you're supposed to watch? No, in wow. that uh, the hardcover graphic novel, and it said about this, I am adamant, 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 and I read it as Adam Ant, <laughs> like I am Adam Ant. 
I was like, wow, he's going back to the 80s on that one. <laughs> and then Scott said, more, more, on, on. more on that. Yeah. It's like, wow. Concentrate more wow. on Wow, you better get through this next few days, sir. I know. I think your brain's dude. about fried. Yeah. I'm not going to get any sleep until probably Monday. <laughs> okay. For now. I'm taking off Monday. No work. Ooh, Me too. Nice. Oh, I should take Monday. I learned that a long time ago. Always Me too. take the Monday off. I know it. I'm going to start taking the week before and the week after off. Might as well. At least two days before and two days after. Because at this point last year, I had people dropping like flies. And I was, was at work, and I had so many. I was like, so I got to leave. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just can't deal with this. I have to leave work. I got to let you go. I got to let... Baby, I got to go. <laughs> I got to go. I got to let you go. Uh, anything else? No. Alright, thanks for listening. Air Capital Comic Con, 5 and 6 November this weekend, Wichita, Zach Howard, Kevin Nolan. Kevin Nolan, Kyle Strong, Chris Grine. Is Kevin Nolan coming? I think Kevin Nolan's coming. Kevin Nolan. (laughs) Phil Hester? Phil Hester. Phil Hester, yeah. Andy Parks, Phil Hester, Andy Parks. Big names, dude. Big names. Just insanely big names. Baltimore. Baltimore Rivers. You did a review of Baltimore. I know, he's on the rise, man. Buster Moody. Buster, yeah. It's good stuff. Can't wait. Who else? Chris Ryan. Chris Ryan. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.